Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Shortly after I started my wedding photography business, I started looking for ways to educate myself for free through podcasts, fellow photographer newsletters, free downloads, courses, basically anything I could get my hands on to help me become a better photographer and business owner. One topic that seemed to come up a lot in a lot of different circles was branding. This idea that you are your brand and you need to be clear on who you are as a brand if you want a regular client base. Well, I soaked all of that up as fast as I could and followed a myriad of advice on that topic. To be honest and also to be fair, the education I consumed was a mix of great, okay, and terrible advice on the topic of brand. It wasn't until I got serious about my business strategy that I learned what it really means to have a strong brand. And I might ruffle some feathers with this episode today because it's not what I hear a lot of other educators saying. However, what I do know is that my own strategy for building a strong brand comes from tried and true strategies that major brands have used for years and years and years. These are proven concepts that nearly every successful brand has followed. So today I'm hoping to set you on the path to creating a lasting brand that makes an impact and grows your business in the direction you want it to go. I'm sharing five major mistakes that small business owners and wedding professionals make all the time when it comes to branding and building that strong brand. And then I'm sharing how to avoid those mistakes by doing it the right way. Let's get started. You're listening to Everyone Wins with Hannah Bjorndahl. I'm Hannah, a creative sales strategist that turned my dream of being a wedding photographer into a six-figure company. I'll be honest, I had no idea what I was doing when I started my business. I had never even shot a wedding before, but within a year, I used my background in communication, psychology, and advertising sales to build a full-time career that had completely replaced my nine-to-five income. I truly believe that a great sales process can improve any business, but for us wedding photographers, I think it's the key to success. I also believe that anyone can learn and apply great sales strategies, and that's why I made this podcast. So, are you ready? to apply simple yet life-changing sales strategies to your business? Then pour yourself an extra large cup of coffee and let's get started. (music) 
as you have probably heard me share before, I started working with a business coach a few years ago, and it dramatically changed the course of my business. In fact, this podcast is a result of some of the hard work and business building strategies I planned with my business coach. Something we worked on very early in coaching was developing a brand positioning statement. I remember when my coach first brought this up, I thought, oh, I actually have already done that. And I assumed we could just skip right over that exercise. However, when we actually started digging in and doing the work of creating this statement, I realized that I didn't actually know what it meant to have a strong brand or even how to create one. I'm so grateful that I was able to get input from the outside world of business. If you didn't already know, my coach is not in the wedding or creative entrepreneurship world at all. So this outsider perspective made me realize I was missing the mark, and so were a lot of other creative business owners, both in and out of the wedding industry. I am excited to share with you today how I developed my own brand, and also how you can create a strong brand that stands the test of time and truly defines you as a business. So before we begin, a few things. First of all, you already know that I have a free resource for you so that you can dive right in and start working on building your brand. You can download my free guide to writing a brand positioning statement at hannahbjorndal.com slash brand. And throughout the episode today, we are going to talk more about brand so that a brand positioning statement actually makes sense as to why you would want that and how to do that. The second thing I want you to know is that your brand is just a small part of the larger picture of your business strategy. I know you already know this, but I do want to remind you that brand alone won't bring you clients, make you money, or ultimately give you satisfaction and fulfillment in your career. If you are stuck in your business, if you know you need a change but don't even know where to start, you need to reevaluate your business strategy as a whole. This is something I'm passionate about and I would love to help you with. So if this sounds like you, if you're stuck, you know you need a change, but you don't even know where to start, send me a message at info at with the subject line, I'm stuck, and we'll set up a free 30-minute consult call to talk about where you're at in your business and how you can start moving forward. Okay, so let's get started on those mistakes. Like I mentioned before, I got mixed information about branding when I was a newbie business owner, and it wasn't all bad, but it also definitely wasn't all good. So the mistakes I'm sharing today, um, a lot of them are partially true. They've got some partial truth, but they've missed the big picture. So keep that in mind as I share, and of course, I'm going to tell you the right way to approach each mistake. So mistake number one, My hobbies, interests, and likes should be the basis for my brand. If you're like me and you love consuming free education in as many forms as possible, I'm going to guess that at some point you've heard this branding strategy. Pick a few of your favorite things that also might be favorite things of your ideal client and then use these items as the basis for your brand. Does this sound familiar? I've actually heard this from several places, and while it isn't necessarily all bad, the application by many business owners often totally misses the mark. So here's the thing. Your likes, hobbies, and interests are mostly surface-level things, but your potential clients, they're looking for something deeper to connect with you on. A truly great brand connects with clients and customers on a core level about the things that matter the most. For example, as a wedding photographer, my clients don't actually care that I love Sauvignon Blanc wine, 
Yes, it is my favorite type of wine. I drink it often. And sometimes I even mention this on social media or in person to clients. However, what they really connect with is the fact that I love hosting people and having meaningful conversations over a glass of wine on weekend nights. They care that a core value of mine is extravagant hospitality and that hosting a wedding is the ultimate opportunity to play host to the people you care about the most. So yes, my love for a certain type of wine is a surface level indicator of this larger value, but it doesn't really get to the heart of what matters most to a client. So rather than starting with the surface level stuff, you need to start with those values, those deep core beliefs that you have about yourself and your business. So what are your values and how can you connect those with your clients on that deeper level? The bigger the investment a client needs to make, the deeper you need to go. So especially for us in the wedding industry, we have really high price points for what we're selling. It is super important to connect with your couples on a core value level. It's great if you're able to translate some of those core values to more surface level things, but this shouldn't be the basis of your brand. It's not where you should start. And it also shouldn't be at the forefront when you market to your clients. So mistake number one is that your hobbies, interests, and likes should be the basis for your brand. That is not true. Mistake number two is my brand is the style or look of my work. So especially for those of us who are in some way creative artists, so photographers, florists, designers, event planners, and much more. Our work, our art, is very personal to us and also crucial to our businesses. We are proud of what we produce and ultimately we hope the quality of our work attracts clients, right? It is therefore very easy to assume that your brand is simply your style of work. For us photographers, you've probably heard light and airy or dark and moody or fine art or true to color. These are all ways that I've heard photographers and photography be described. And those describing words might fit your work perfectly and be really helpful as clients are looking for a photographer. So they're not a bad thing, but these style words are not your brand. Like we talked about in mistake number one, your brand should not be surface level. I think that style, as a photographer, I'm saying this, I think style definitely goes a little deeper than something like your personal hobbies or interests. It's definitely deeper than that, but it still isn't as deep as your values. Your brand is your business's identity, and your business identity should be like your fingerprint. There is no other brand like yours. It's totally unique. So yes, we as artists also want to view our work as totally unique, which yes, it is. It should be. However, your style of work, what makes it distinct, is only a small piece of the branding puzzle. So if you have nailed that individualist style where someone can immediately identify that your work is your own, that is amazing. And that might be a small piece of your brand, but it's not the whole thing. So my answer to mistake number two is this. The style or look of your work should, first of all, be able to be described in a totally unique way, not using buzzwords or keywords, even if that's an element of your style. And second, can be an element of your brand, but should not be the sum total of your brand. Mistake number two is to believe that your brand is the style or look of your work. If you are kind of struggling with mistake number two and mistake number one, and you want to get clear on your brand position or even craft a unique brand position statement, that is what the free guide that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode is all about. Definitely check that out if you want help 
developing a strong brand that is distinct from any other brand, you can download that at hannahbjorndal.com slash brand. And the other thing I want to say is this, values and brand position are distinctly different. They should interact with each other. But this guide that I put together for you today, it focuses on your brand positioning statement, actually making a firm statement on who you are as a brand. It doesn't as much go into the values that you have for your business, but I do want to say that that's an incredibly important part of the branding process and attracting ideal clients. So if you don't have values for your business, that's something else you're going to want to consider, but it's not going to be in the guide. So think about both of those things as we continue on in this episode. Okay, we are on to mistake number three. Mistake number three is if I have the perfect branding, my ideal clients will just come to me. So let's say that you've nailed down your brand positioning statement. You know your brand inside and out. You feel super confident about it. What do you do next? Well, for a lot of people, sometimes the answer might kind of feel like nothing. You've done the work, you've put it out there on your website and social media, so clients should just come to you. And I know that most of you wouldn't say the answer is nothing right off the bat, but in thinking about how your brand is communicated and how that's executed, that execution sometimes does stop at just posting online. It is a huge mistake to think that your brand will be communicated automatically to your potential clients without any one-on-one communication. While being clear about your brand online is an excellent way to gain traction, actually getting a client to book, it takes a lot more work. Your brand should be communicated all the way through the process of attracting and booking clients. And the most important time to communicate your brand is when you actually have a conversation with that potential client. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I believe the very most important thing you can do to book a client is to have a real-time conversation with them. That conversation is your opportunity to convince them that you're the right person for the job. And so if they were initially interested in you in the first place because your brand attracted them, then it is crucially important to follow through and emphasize your brand in that initial conversation, paying attention to the specific elements of your brand that they connect with the most, and then really emphasizing that. If you do this well, if you clearly communicate your brand from start to finish, then your ideal clients will want to work with you. So don't make mistake number three. Make sure you have a great process for communicating your brand from start to finish in working with your clients. All right, mistake number four. Mistake number four is my business isn't unique enough to have a truly unique brand. Okay, has anyone else struggled with believing that this is true, that you are not different enough, that there isn't anything distinct about your business, so you'll never have a truly unique brand? I know that when I first started my business, and honestly, years into my business, I felt like I wasn't really aware of how I was different than other people in my industry. And that was a really big problem. That was a huge mistake. This came from a place of fear, fear of imposter syndrome, um, and not being good enough and feeling like I wasn't someone special that a client would specifically want to work with me. But it's a huge mistake. And it's just not true. So if you are sitting there thinking, but Hannah, you don't understand. I'm a new business owner. I haven't established myself yet. I really don't have anything unique about me or my business. Every business, no matter how new, 
does have the ability to create a unique, distinct brand. And I'm speaking from experience that I have been there. I have felt like nothing really distinguishes me. And it's just not true. Here's the thing. Creating a unique brand is hard work. It also takes a lot of time. So it's not something that you can do overnight, but it's also not an impossible task. We creative business owners actually have an advantage in our businesses, which is that our brand is intertwined with our personalities. It's very personal. As artists, we are reflected in our work, even if you don't realize it. So being distinct is a possibility for every single creative entrepreneur because you can use that unique personality of yours to create a brand that is really true to you and totally distinct. Something I want to point out here, though, is that another huge mistake you could make is assuming that you are are the brand 100%. For some influencers, and there are certain types of professionals, this might be the case. But for us small business owners in the creative entrepreneurship world, in the wedding industry, I'd actually say your business brand should be different than just you as a brand. Even if you're like me, and the name of your business is your name, you do want to create a brand that is distinct from you as a person. This is a little tricky because your values and core beliefs, those important things we've been talking about, they interact with your brand and they influence it. But your business should still have its own identity. So use your personality as an advantage to differentiating your brand, but don't let your brand become your personality. Again, if you're interested in developing that unique brand positioning statement, if you need some help with it, I do have a free guide for you at hannahbjorndahl.com brand. So check that out if you want to learn more. The last thing I want to say about making your brand unique is this. Creating a brand is a process. So it doesn't matter if you are newer or you've been in business for a while, but you're just kind of in a rut. It is going to take a while to develop a strong brand. Your first attempt will definitely need to be refined and refined again and again Dig in deep to that guide, ask yourself those hard questions, and put your blinders on as you do so, so that you aren't influenced by your peers or other people in your industry, because this is only going to confuse you more and make it more difficult to create a brand that's distinct from others. So be patient with yourself, and also, as cheesy as this sounds, believe that your business can and will be unique, a distinct brand that truly represents what you do as a business. Okay, finally, mistake number five is I don't need a formalized brand statement. So hopefully, if you've been listening to this entire episode, you are excited to create a formalized brand positioning statement or refine one that you've already been working on. However, if you feel like you've already had that brand created in your head and you don't actually need to put pen to paper, I would like to encourage you to take some time to actually write it out formally. See it in writing. Consider the impact that that statement should have on your business and how you work and how you attract ideal clients. Think about if that statement actually aligns with the way you are working now. Are you where you want to be? Could you be doing better to align with that brand that you want to have? What action steps need to be taken for that to happen? If you don't have a formalized brand statement, you're not really going to be able to see these things clearly. You're not going to be able to actively work towards being the brand you want to be. It's super important to have a statement created so that it can act as your guiding light to all those decisions that you make when it comes to your brand. And I do have that free guide for you. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but if you are stuck or you don't know how to create a statement, 
I really do have you covered. When I talk about a topic that's difficult, I never want to leave you hanging without the resources you need. So you can download it for free, hannahbjorndahl.com slash brand, if you do need some help creating a brand positioning statement. Or if that's something you're already familiar with doing, you don't necessarily need the guide, but it's there for you if you need it. So that's the list. All five of those mistakes are mistakes that I've made in some way at one point or another. So hopefully this episode helps you avoid those mistakes or correct the mistakes that you've made so that your brand can be stronger and more powerful in building the business that you dream of. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, a great brand alone isn't going to bring you clients, it's not going to make you money, or ultimately, and most importantly, give you satisfaction and fulfillment in your career. If you're stuck in your business, if you know you need a change, but you don't even know where to start, you need to reevaluate your business strategy as a whole. This is something I get really excited about that I love helping other creative business owners with. So if that sounds like you, if you're stuck, you need a change, you don't know where to start, send me a message at info at with the subject line, I'm stuck. And we'll set up a free 30-minute consult call so that we can talk about where you're at in your business and how you can start moving forward. I love recording this podcast. I love helping my fellow creative friends. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this podcast, but you haven't left me a review yet, I would love to hear your honest feedback. So leave me a review here or send me a direct message on Instagram at Hannah Bjorndahl, or you can email me at that email address, info at hannahbjorndahl.com. I post new episodes every single Wednesday. So if you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Everyone Wins. I hope you learned something new that you can take to your own business and apply right away. I am all about flipping traditional sales on its head and creating an amazing and unforgettable client experience. It brings me so much joy to share this information with you and see how you apply it. Thanks again for joining me this week and I hope I'll see you next week. Oh, 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 o